0: Happy Thursday everyone. It's Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays and this is Brooke Hammerling. Pop Culture on Thursdays. Hi guys. It's early. I am I you're gonna hear me slurping away on coffee. I I Thank God I have a coffee in my hand right now. I am just back in Los Angeles from New York City. It was, hold on, I'm taking a sip of coffee. I just have to do it. Hold on. Mm, mm. Oh my God. What would we do without coffee? Seriously, and I'm saying this and plugging it, but they are my client. I only take clients on that I'm obsessed with. I have a hot coffee in my hand right now, which is delicious. I love it. I have a Jura machine, which is an obscene amount of money to spend on a coffee maker, but it is beautiful, I have to say. I'm not an espresso kind of girl. I really got sick of like those pellet things that are unrecyclable. You have to actually mail them back. But also, I just don't like the coffee. I just don't like single coffee. I loved my Mocha Master, which is a drip coffee machine, gorgeous. But also, I say I don't like single coffee. I don't like the single coffees from Nespresso for whatever reason. I just don't like the way they taste. But the Mocha Master, I don't need to make a pot of coffee for myself every day when it's just me, and it, it just it seems silly. And also, I love the Jura Maker. The Jura Machine makes um, – they're not the client, by the way. They make this beautiful coffee from – you just put the whole bean in, and it does the grinding, and you can make all these different kinds of coffees, like an a, like a, a espresso or a macchiato, a latte. It's, it's just amazing. It is a delight. But at the end of the day, like I think – a lot of us. I'm an iced coffee girl. I'm a cold brew girl. I like I like a cold shot of espresso in like a latte. I like a sugar-free vanilla experience. I like that. I'm a basic bitch. And it was funny cuz I was in New York this past weekend and on Saturday, it was the coldest day I've ever experienced in my in my existence on this planet. I think it was like 11 degrees when I went outside to get a coffee. And I was going to get a nice coffee, but even I, like I wasn't, it's not in my blood anymore to be that cold. And I like, you know, sort of walked over slowly, you know, how you're just so slow when it's that cold. And I had 18 layers on to go to Starbucks and I was getting a hot coffee and there was a guy there bundled up like the abominable snowman. And he was picking up a tray of like venti iced coffees and they were like good luck as he's like barreling he's putting his hood back on his gloves holding the tray and he explained it was for his girlfriend and friends and I was like that is a keeper that guy is a keeper but um, they have to go out because there's no ice making coffee cold brew machine for your home that's good that's even in existence really and um, my friends over at Cumulus Coffee which I just I, they are a client they are not paying for this but I love them they are launching um, you can go to Cumulus right now to their website, which is beautiful, so you can see. It's called cumuluscoffee.com. They are going to have a machine for your home where you can make a cold brew, like literally a nitro cold brew. You can do that, or a cold brew, or a cold espresso shot. And I cannot wait for that. And that's in your home. You press a button. You don't have to add nitro. That's all part of it. You don't have to add ice. It does it all for you. It's going to be amazing. Anyway, I am. I am on a a coffee rant because I don't have enough coffee in my system. I flew back from New York last night. Those headwinds, it took, I could have been in Paris. I could be sitting in Paris right now, drinking a coffee, having a cigarette and eating a croissant. I'm not a smoker, guys, unless like when you're in Paris, come on, it doesn't count. You just sit there with your little like, it's just very Parisian. But it took six hours and 47 minutes for me to get from LA to, from New York to LA last night and i am just getting my bearings i am back after a whirlwind and what a day yesterday was a day we have lots to talk about in pop culture but really this is we're in real time here what the actual fuck oscars now i know we go through this every year i have i have probably tweeted the same tweet since Twitter and now whatever the fuck X is, has existed. And even before Twitter, I probably did it on my Facebook status update. How, and I know that they've expanded in the Oscars in the last few years, so there are more movies nominated than directors nominated. I, I understand, but I don't, I really don't actually. I don't understand how a film can be nominated for best picture and the director isn't nominated for best director because let me be clear, they're hand in hand. I mean, a picture doesn't just become itself. The picture is obviously a lot of moving pieces. There's actors and there are camera people and cinematographers and sound and producers and all of that. But you know who orchestrates all of that? Who puts all of that together and and makes the sort of team work and the whole thing and then the post-production and the whole... It's the director. It's It's the director, and yeah. So in any situation where you have a best film nominated and there is no best director, it doesn't make sense. I'm just going to say that. In all, it just doesn't make sense. Okay, but then you had you add layers. So obviously, if you guys aren't following, I am talking about Barbie, the biggest film of 2023, not just, and I don't care about how much money it makes. Marvel movies make unbelievable money. Barbie made a huge amount of money. It was a phenomenon. It created a movement. It was a beautiful film and clearly really well-respected. Why? Because it was nominated for best picture. It was nominated for best supporting actress in American Ferreira who gave this incredible performance It was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Ryan Gosling as Ken. It was nominated not once, but twice for two best songs, including, including I'm Just Ken. And can we just talk about what that's going to feel like? Like, how is Ryan Gosling going to fucking deal? Does he have to go up on stage and sing? Does he go up and like, this is a ridiculous thing. It's a ridiculous song. It's a great song. It's hilarious. But it is like, it's so ridiculous. So what we're talking about is the two women who made this movie, Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, literally and figuratively. I mean, they literally made the movie. This has been Margot's project from for an incredibly long time. They collaborated. They wrote it, produced it like this starred in it they did not get nominations. If there's anything that's called a snub, I mean, that's a snub. There are other snubs. Sure. I don't care about them. Um, but this is like, if anything says we are an organization of old white men and it's, it's, I think it was, I think it was Rachel Sklar. Was it you, Rachel? Somebody, one of you listeners put out there yesterday. Oh no, you know, I think it was actually Scarlett Curtis but two very similar-minded women who just said, I've been thinking about this a long time, like women can be nominated for best actors, like actresses, like they do it, and, and best writers because they can create something, but they can't, like best director, like that's a man's job. Man, man can't imagine women telling people what to do and making shit happen. And as somebody who dated a director, those are years of my life I'll never get back, uh, a male director, uh, you know, that definitely... That that rings true. There is a belief system that only man can do this. Only man can be president. Only man can be director, air director. So it is it is truly outrageous. It also makes me feel, you know, the I really don't want to watch the Oscars and not out of some, you know, like I'm, I am I am this sort of moral uprising, it's just so boring. I don't give a shit. I literally don't give a shit. Oppenheimer. Great. Awesome. Great movie deserves. And by the way, I'm not saying Margot Robbie should have won. She should have been nominated for sure. I I do think the actor from Flowers of a Killer Moon was that the movie. Was really good. And she's the first Native American woman to ever be nominated for Best Actress. Uh, She was great in a movie that I personally felt was not great and was all about the male experience. That woman shined. So she should get the awards. I mean, it was literally a movie about a Native American experience that was co-opted by a white man uh, director who's been nominated and made it all about his white men best friends, De Niro and DiCaprio. Anyway, I digress. The Barbie thing is is truly outrageous. And and the the outrage is, is not to be ignored because I think this is a real shift. I think people are like, oh, this is a joke. Like the Oscars are a joke. So... My feeling is something's going to happen, and I don't know if it's going to happen between now and the Oscars or if it's going to happen at the Oscars, but Ryan Gosling did issue a statement, which, oh my God, I mean, if he could get any freaking better, I I, I don't honestly know. I think he might actually be the perfect man, but he obviously, along with all all of the community, is perplexed. So let me read you his statement. Oh, God, I love you, Ryan Gosling. He says, I am extremely honored to be nominated by my colleagues alongside such remarkable artists in a year of so many great films. And I never thought I'd be saying this, but I'm also incredibly honored and proud that it's for portraying a plastic doll named Ken. But there is no Ken without Barbie. And there is no Barbie movie without Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, the two people most responsible for this history-making, globally celebrated film. No recognition would be possible for anyone on the film without their talent, grit, and genius. To say that I'm disappointed that they are not nominated in their respective categories would be an understatement. Against all odds and nothing but a couple of soulless, scantily clad and thankfully crotchless dolls, they made us laugh, they broke our hearts, they pushed the culture and they made history. Their work should be recognized along with the other very deserving nominees. Having said that, I am so happy for America Ferreira and the other incredible artists who contributed their talents to making this such a groundbreaking film. I mean, that's beautiful, and that was necessary, and I am really, really thrilled that he's saying it. And American Ferrera said, you know, not quite as eloquent as Ryan, but that's fine. She said, I still haven't really been able to get in my feelings because I'm still on, like, the top layer of I can't believe that this is real. She told Variety but in terms of Gerwig and Robbie snubbing apparently she said i was incredibly disappointed that they weren't nominated greta has done just about everything that a director could do to deserve it creating this world and taking something that would have inherent that didn't have inherent value to most people and making it a global phenomenon it feels disappointing to not see her on this list you know it's uh i think we have been lulled into this belief system that things have changed Harvey Weinstein went to prison. We have a female vice president. Yeah, but it hasn't changed. And it's it's sort of like this feels like they were, you know, the man was like, we're going to keep them down. Don't give them too much. But I do feel that something's going to change as a result of this. And again, I don't know what can be done. I mean, do I think they're going to boycott? I don't know. But I I would like in my dream every single person goes to the Oscars wearing pink. Like that would be incredible. Like I you know, you would have a few people that would just be cranky old men like Christopher Nolan who wouldn't do it, but how fucking cool would it be if every single one at least of all the nominees wore pink? I mean, come on guys, let's do that. Make something of a statement. I want to see you Martin Scorsese. I want to see you Killian Murphy. I want to see you Bradley Cooper, please. I'm sorry if you get me talking about Maestro. I I will have a totally different hate filled podcast. But anyway, I want to see them wearing pink. I just I think out of out of respect and out of uh, making a statement, wouldn't that be an incredible statement? They should all wear pink. And I can't take that credit. Somebody um, Instagrammed me that. Somebody DM'd me that. Wouldn't that be cool? And I agree. I think it would be really cool. I also have a feeling that if you have Ryan Gosling performing I Am Ken at the Oscars, because normally it's a singer that does the performance, taking another sip of coffee. I think he would have to make it a moment and he would maybe bring out Margot and and Greta and get the entire audience to stand up and do a standing ovation to them. Like, I'm just going to cry. Like, I actually have chills thinking about it. I really do. Like, I I, I have to say, I can't even believe I'm tearing up. It's really emotional. I'm really emotional about it because I thought the film, I really loved it. As you guys know, I really loved the movie. I loved uh, the reaction to the film. And I think Ryan Gosling uh, is the perfect man messenger to communicate the outrage of uh, what the Academy did here. And so it would be really breathtaking if something like that happened which is the only reason why I would watch the oscars to be honest at this point is to see what the reaction will be because i think now it's pretty it's pretty uh, apparent that it's the sort of majority feeling amongst not just hollywood but uh the public you know the consumers the people who really were impacted by this film so i do hope that that ryan and team turn that into a moment i mean may, maybe america does too Uh, America Ferreira, maybe America the country does, maybe we all do our thing. But I think Ryan and America are probably, in my fantasy, they are colluding right now on how they can get the last word in. That would be incredible. But if you are listening, any of you people, nominees or attending the Oscars, we're pink. That's what I think everybody should do. Here we are, the Oscars. I don't even know when they are. I honestly have just checked out when I read those, those nominees yesterday I just was like wait what is happening though it would be funny I would love it if I'm just Ken one like just for just, just for the, the audacity of the whole thing God that would be incredible but this past week we had a baby theme. And it was a really it's so much so it was literally the baby edition, so much so that my friend Caroline Hudak in England gave birth to her third baby, Joshua, her first boy. and I'm very excited for her and Mike um and their kids. but she is an avid subscriber and listener of this podcast and reader of the newsletter. And I just want to say big congratulations. And I'm very glad that she stayed on theme with the the newsletter this week. And I tried to do a bunch of different things because it was just like a lot of baby stuff. So the first big thing was there is this drama, of course, that unfolded ultimately on TikTok. It sort of was a couple different platforms, but there was this young woman named Marissa and she and her her husband, I guess, have been trying to have a family for a long time and she's had major fertility issues. She also works for a baby company. Can you imagine you work for a prominent baby company and you yourself have been struggling, struggling, struggling with fertility? It's quite a lot. And she worked for this, this family-owned business uh, called Kite Baby, which I didn't know about, but apparently a lot of parents do. And it's uh, founder and CEO, the founder is the, still the owner and the CEO, and they're the original bamboo sleep bag and all their products are made out of bamboo, which is an incredibly versatile material. I have learned as a homeowner, also a very dangerous one because I want to plant bamboo. And I was told that it just corrodes everything and gets in and destroys neighbors and whatnot. So, um, keep it to making baby clothes and kite baby has taken off. It started with his bamboo sleep bag. It moved into clothes for babies and toddlers and even adults. And it's quite popular. And this woman, Marissa worked for Ying, I think is the name of the founder and CEO of this company and um, Ying Lu. Anyway, all of this is relevant because Marissa Hughes and her husband decided that they were going to go the adoption route. And this is where it's tricky all I know from from what was written on the GoFundMe, and then she did a video, maybe it was a Facebook video and not a TikTok video, but just how, and she wasn't doing it as a, like, I'm taking down kite baby. She was just expressing her struggles, looking to raise funds. She and her husband got a call that there was a baby that was up for adoption for them that they had been sort of matched with, but it was eight hours away and the baby had been born extremely prematurely and was in the NICU. And so they had to drop, stop and roll, drop everything, pack up and drive eight hours. Of course, they are being given a baby, a gift, but that baby is also in very difficult situation and NICU babies. It's a whole other thing. And so the understanding is that she did everything, you know, obviously they get in the car and they go and she lets her employer know. That this is happening. And rather than getting in all the details, basically they have a call. And initially they're going to give her two weeks, which is, you know, I mean, let's be clear that you know, family leave, maternity leave should be whether you've had the baby, whether you've adopted the baby, whether you have had a surrogate have the baby, I I don't, whether a baby came out of the heavens and I don't care. You are entitled to maternity leave. You are entitled to be considered a mother in any capacity. Like, frankly, I'm sorry. I am a mother to a dog child that I put in clothes and basically, you know, spoon feed if, if I could for every meal, but, uh, and joking aside, it's, it's a real problem. There is a real prejudice. There is a real sort of feeling about people who make a choice to have a child and, and they are not considered the same as if they didn't birth. Anyway, there was some kerfuffle. Maybe somebody mentioned something like you don't have the same privileges as a person who birthed the child. And then they revoked the actual time off. They said that you you know that if she couldn't be in the office she wasn't going to have a job she'd offered to work remotely during this after this two week period in the nicu um because she needed to be with the with the child and she offered to work remotely which she said is something she can do with her job except for doing these photo shoots and they just declined and we're like you don't have a job and so she was reaching out to raise money and to figure out because she doesn't have this income. And the community picked up on that. And all of a sudden boycotting Kite Baby went into full effect. And all of the TikTokers and especially like mommy creators and whatnot came out strong. You started seeing people saying they're throwing out their Kite Baby clothes, which I Never recommend, by the way, I'm going to plug another client, but if you ever want to get rid of clothes that you can't give away, they're dirty or whatnot, there is this thing called the take back bag, which we'll put a link into into the show notes. But you can buy this take back bag and you can throw all of those clothes in there and they recycle them. They go into a place where they're either upcycled, they are uh, either resold. They're, they, there's so many things that just keeps them out of landfill and that's a great thing. But there are people talking about throwing away Kite Baby. Their competitors of Kite Baby started coming up in the in the comments. It became a, a whole big thing so much so that the founder, Ying Lu, did a apology video. Guys, I don't know how many times we have to go through this, whether you're famous, not famous, old or young, female, male. Apology videos are an art craft. I mean, they really are. Like, unless you're like, you know, Da Vinci or Michelangelo or Picasso, you might, you got to really give it a minute. You got to find, you can't just, an apology video, an apology in general, I'm taking another sip of coffee. Oh, it's tough stuff it's tough stuff and if you do it out of panic and if you do it scripted again the scripted we've seen this guys it doesn't work i don't know i mean it, it, we've seen it I, there's so many examples i can i could just throw all of them out here right now they're they're endless so she put up in a very panicked way obviously a an apology video that was very forced that was very manufactured, inauthentic, scripted, clearly memorized. Um, the cadence was off, whatnot. And, you know, it was her trying to acknowledge things, but it was all, you know, using, it was, it it was bad. And so the community then went nuts and they destroyed her. So then she came back in panic with another video that wasn't scripted it was more off the cuff which maybe would have been better to do the original one but then this just felt like reaction it was just it was a cycle of drama i just posted a official apology on tiktok and the comments were right it was scripted it wasn't sincere and i've decided to go off script and just tell you exactly what happened sincerely what went wrong was how we treated Marissa, and I was the one that made the decision to veto her request to go remote to take care of her adopted baby. This was a terrible decision. I was insensitive, selfish. However, having a little bit of sensitivity, understanding, and flexibility would have accommodated her. I own 100% of that. I fully realized the impact of my action, and Marisa, she's a fantastic woman. She has the biggest heart and your original position is always open for you when you come back. I actually really felt bad for everyone. And and I will say devil's advocate, if you're, and they handled it incorrectly, obviously, and with zero sensitivity, but it's gotta be hard if they had no inkling that she was about to have a baby, that she was going to be taking time off. No inkling. It's a lot to sort of process, you know, how we're going to handle this all of a sudden out of the blue person who's asking for months off or, you know, whatnot to take care of this baby. They needed to work around that and to have it with no, you know, normally when people have children, there is like a long time of planning. And so this wasn't that, but still it was all handled poorly and it became a drama. It was everywhere. The fact that I was being served all these videos and I'm not their target. I don't have a baby. I don't buy baby clothes. I don't care. But there you go. And so then I tried to tie it together with other baby themes. Anyway, the good news is they've raised a big amount of money. She did, by the way, just just to close the loop on this, Marissa did post another video, very religious. His baby's name is Judah. She's thanking everyone for the support. She did say that she was appreciative of Kite Baby's changes and what they're doing and what the CEO communicated. She... Doesn't think it's the right fit for her, which I can understand. She's not going to go back there, but she was appreciative. So it was very graceful on her end. Um, but a, a lot of moms, it became like a, a sort of trend for NICU moms to share their experiences. It's just amazing how many layers these things open up. But I did try to then connect it to the next baby theme, which is baby girl. And if you haven't heard the expression baby girl, it is, it is one that is sort of reserved for men, a certain type of men, and it's a je ne sais quoi, if you will. In this particular theme, it was Jacob Elordi, who is the gorgeous, very tall, very all-of-a-sudden big actor starred in Saltburn. He played terribly miscast Elvis in the... Uh, Elvis and Priscilla movie, but he's very handsome. I He's not my guy. I'm a short king girl. Like, what can I say? But my friends, I have friends who will leave their entire families for him. I know that. They will be like, kiss the kids. Sorry. didn't work out. I'm out for that guy. I know it. All of them. There are many of you. A lot of you listening to this are going to be like, yes, I am one of them. And he is a definition of baby girl. I, there's so many ways to explain it. Well, first of all, Listen to this SNL intro. And this is Renee Rapp, who is an amazing actress. She starred in Mean Girls on Broadway, as Regina George, she's the star of Regina George on the film, the new film. She's also from Sex Lives of College Girls. She's an amazing singer. She was a musical guest. Here she is in Bowen and they and Jacob on the preview of the SNL that was coming up. Hi, I'm Jacob Elordi, and I am hosting SNL this week with Renee Rapp. Renee, you were so right. He is so baby girl. <laughs> I know that's what I said. He's so baby girl. Me, I'm a, I'm a baby girl. Yeah. So what's Renee? Oh, I'm um, I'm mother and I'm big wrinkly son. So you hear how he even says baby girl like that's driving women crazy. I I literally know women who can't function. Like forget Jeremy Allen White, they cannot function at this moment. The minute he says, "Am I baby girl?" they lose their minds. Literally lose their minds. And so baby girl it's like again, it's a je ne sais quoi. I think it's sort of reserved for somebody who's like a bad boy but darling sort of he does bad things he can he can you know make you cry because he's so sweet but also he could murder I, it's sort of something in that realm and i'm still trying to maybe it's just undefinable i don't know but renee rap is mother and renee rap by the way is like i gotta say she's incredible she's a uh uh, she, in her own right, has been making quite a number of waves. She's very outspoken. She does not listen to people in terms of uh, how to be. She she dances to her own drummer. She even makes this joke, which I, this is one of my favorite skits of SNL, which was not great, by the way, but this skit was one of my favorite skits. She makes this joke about she has been going crazy in these press interviews for Mean Girls. She just was just sort of unhinged, and the internet loved it, which is why they call her Mother she's openly gay she says whatever comes to her mind it's as if she is like literally on every drug in the book but in the best of ways like happy drugs when she's doing these interviews so she makes a reference to it in this snl skit we just need assistance from our little lesbian intern renee sorry your intern is renee Rapp. yeah I've been going absolutely off in every single interview lately, so now I have to do 40 hours of court-ordered media training. So she's baby to me. I love her. I think she's darling. And, you know, there you go. Baby, baby, baby. And then we... I ended the baby theme with this other category on TikTok, and I don't know if if any of you have ever heard or followed this TikTok creator. It's called Ballerina Farm, and that's the sort of farm that this family lives on. I, I'm not going to get into I, I, her name, anyway. It's this. Th- there's this genre called Tradwives, and if you're a Tradwife, it's traditional wife she's got gazillions of followers. She has seven or eight kids. She just popped out a baby. It's all about, now let's be clear. She, and her husband is this, you know, he does working the farm and she makes the milk. She makes, she does everything from the, the, the milk from the farm, milks, the cows makes that, turns that into butter, Turns butter. She, everything is handmade. Everything. Granola. All the kids are like little, little house on the prairie. Ingalls children running around. They're all beautiful. But let me be clear. If I'm telling you this picture and you're picturing Sort of like a you know a farmer family in the Midwest, and you know life is hard for them. No, these are apparently billionaires, or at least they are. They are somehow connected to the JetBlue family. Maybe they. I, I don't know if the husband's family started JetBlue. They are gazillionaires, and most people in this genre come from a lot of money. Everything is there. It's like it's it's like looking at something from like a Zara home catalog that's just like everything is that it's very thought out everything like their wooden plates and the wooden spoons that are used like everything it's very expensive to look like that so she has the children are running around but they're all well-behaved they're all little toe heads She makes everything. She did a home birth. You see, they actually have a video of her just sort of like, she got to make all of her kids food and got dinner on the table for her husband before she gave birth in their beautiful, perfectly, you know, orchestrated bathtub, And she talks about how her mother, who she calls mother, always insists on her thanking her on her own birthday, the daughter's birthday, to thank her mother for birthing her and all of this stuff. And then she has a baby. And then, by the way, seven, eight days postpartum, she is being fitted for ball gowns because let me tell you, she's also a pageant mom and she's doing Miss World Mom. Beautiful girl, perfect highlights, lots of money. She had a baby and is like back to making the food, getting dressed. She's, it's all about like, there's no weight gain. And it's very difficult. And you're seeing a backlash of, of people um, now who are saying, this is just, you know, you make me feel bad. Like it took me six months to lose a pound of baby weight. Like I can't even get out of bed. And you're sort of back to this super mom thing, which is because of, let's be clear. I mean, she is built differently than most perhaps, but also money. It's a lot of money, but their videos are getting like 180 million views as she's making a homemade mozzarella and homemade meatballs. And then she's making her smoothies and the children are caring for the baby and she's making, it's just, it's a lot, but check it out. Trad wife, this, it's a whole thing. Godspeed. And so there's so many other things other than I will tell you, I got a lot of feedback on explaining what muckbangers are. Um, and apparently a lot of you didn't know what mukbang was and I apologize. I should have incorporated this into PCM years ago. Mukbang is this uh, and I don't know the heritage. so if somebody knows, let me know, Mukbang is this trend of where people and it, it's a lot. creators eat. you know there's a big thing where people are eating. While talking to their, to their followers. So they're eating and people it's, it's, I, I know that there's like a cult, like a, a fetish around that watching people eat, but mukbangers are sort of, they're not, and maybe they're reviewing their food, they sort of talk about the food, but then they also just talk about other things, but they're talking about their food while eating and talking about it to their followers, their viewers, whatnot. I don't think it's exclusive to TikTok. I probably started on YouTube. But anyway, there is this one creator who's gone viral already. Uh, we talked about her, I think a year ago, for talking about Trader Joe's has pepe. And she says it like just out of the blue with this very exaggerated accent. And so she went viral for, well, you can just hear Her now. If you didn't know, aglio e olio is garlic and olive oil in Italian, and spaghetti e olio is spaghetti with garlic and olive oil. It's amazing. It's so simple, but yet so flavorful. Also, try saying aglio e olio 10 times fast. You can do it. So, I will say that's my favorite pasta, the aglio e olio, which is this it's just it's so beautiful. It's just olive oil, you thinly slice up some garlic. You you heat up the olive oil. You have the garlic sizzling in there. You don't want to burn the garlic. And that's basically it. And that, that makes a beautiful pasta. It's turned into a meme. It's really funny. Everybody has their own takes. This is my favorite one. If you didn't know, allio e olio is garlic and olive oil in Italian. I didn't know. I didn't know. alio e olio. I can't stop. <laughs> Hilarious. There are millions of them. But she is a mukbanger. That is an example of mukbang. And if you see that in a hashtag or whatnot, it is you now know what it means. So I hope that I hope that was helpful. I hope that really uh, blew your minds today. Because I am here, if nothing else, to guide and to teach. So that is really it for this week. I gotta get to my to my day. I got another coffee in me, but I really, really thank you for coming along on this journey. I will close with my makeout, Mary, mute. My makeout is going to be all of the Barbie people. I mean, I want to make out with Greta and Margot and Ryan and America and everybody. And I'm just I'm. I am very excited for what's to come here. And uh, I really hope that something big happens. I really hope that Ryan and America and people, they rise to this occasion. There is so much that can be done. And I don't care if the, the Academy tries to uh, prevent them from doing it. I really hope. Like, because who gives a fuck, guys? Like, it's 2024. These awards are sort of, like, becoming less and less meaningful you know, I mean, we just don't, it's just, it seems absurd. It's getting more absurd. And I I think the people inside the joke now are also seeing the absurdity. So peace out. I also do 100% I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm uh, pansexual. I just, whatever, because I love Renee Rapp and I would marry her, I think, she would be so much fun. But I mean, she's ageist. She said that. So I'm way too old for her. But she said she doesn't like older people, which I, you know, I respect her so much. And I just, I want, I love, oh God, I'm sorry. My friends listening to this, I have a lot of friends who are news, who are media people, um, specifically on air media, on cable news right now. I can't, I mute the entire election. Like, I just can't believe there's so much going on in the world. And I turned on CNN and MSNBC yesterday and all it is is New Hampshire primaries, Nikki Haley, Donald Trump. By the way, Donald Trump said he did his post on Truth Social and he talked about the polls. He like beat the polls, but he, or something in reference to the polls, but he spelled it like a stripper poll, P-O-L-E, not P-O-L. Oh, I mean, come on. I can't believe we're back here. I can't fucking believe we're back here. I mute it. I'd like the news. I've, I've said it here before. I'm old. I wanted to go back to like just the fucking news. I don't need eight hours of people I don't care about sitting around round tables pontificating what this means and that means and what a poll number means and what a turnout means. I don't care. And I don't want to talk about the Republicans right now. I don't want to talk about the election. So I mute you. That is it. You are done. Mute. That's it, my lovelies. I'm going to go get another cup of coffee and start my day, but I am here for you. I can't wait to see you next week and have a beautiful rest of your week. Pop Culture Monday.